Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast. Welcome, first-time listeners, to the Two Seamed Podcast, a podcast where two aspiring sports journalists sit down and talk baseball. I am your host, Tyler Foy, and alongside me is my co-host, Nathan Lannon. How are you doing today, Nate? Tyler, I'm elated right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just came back from stand-up in the park. It was fantastic. I'm, I'm in a wonderful mood, Tyler. Well, it is a wonderful <laughs> Sunday night, and yeah. we are ready to get into our topics. But before we get into our topic for today, we are looking for sponsors. If you are interested in getting an ad read for your business, email the2seamedpod at gmail.com or DM us on Twitter at the2seamedpod. Today, we will be discussing our takes and opinions on the American League. It is predictions week, which means that Friday will also be the National League predictions. But today, we'll be going in-depth on all divisions and our wildcard picks, as well as the playoffs. We're going to be starting from the American League West and working our way to the East. So, going into that, you know, American League West division, I feel like for me, it's the most convoluted one i don't know i'm i'm very i'm i got there's a lot of things i'm unsure about going into the season here and um and nate why don't you start us off here with with what you have going on so in the al west i i think it's one of the trickier divisions in baseball because there there's i think you can make a case for three teams to win the division neither of them but you can't make a case i don't think that any of them will go far but I have the Oakland A's winning the division in first, being in first place, winning like uh, around high 80, 90 games. And then the, and then the Astros in second, the Angels in third, and then the Mariners and Rangers rounding out the bottom of the division because they're in rebuild mode, obviously. Right. And let's, let's take a look at each team and and what they did the offseason, how they're going to be impacting and like the biggest questions for each team. And looking at the athletics, I think the biggest question for me is how does this team perform after losing some key players that were in their lineup last year and, and, you know, losing Chris Davis and losing uh, Liam Hendricks to a bullpen that's already not that strong mm-hmm. uh, is definitely going to play a big role. And I don't know what they've really... I think their their starting pitching sometimes is questionable. Um, but, I mean, you do have players like Chapman and Olsen that are going to be real cornerstones right, of that franchise right. are still going to probably perform well. But they also don't have Marcus Semien anymore. Mm. You know, they have lost these key players that were impactful in the past. And despite them making the postseason the last three seasons, um, I don't I don't know if I see them on top this year. I still see them on top because I, I agree. While the A's have done a good bit of bleeding, they've lost some key players. I, I think it's important to remember they're not the only ones in the division who lost key players. The Astros lost George Springer this offseason. They've they're very clearly still on the mend. The the and the Angels, while not losing too many key players besides Simba, they didn't really do that much to fix their issues. They didn't really do much. To fix their pitching, I think, and with the Rangers and uh, Mariners still in rebuild mode, I think the the A's have a pretty clear path to the, to the uh, division lead. The Astros, you know, they did pick up Jake Odorizzi after our uh, offseason analysis right. video. That did happen. So that definitely helps their rotation, who they have lost, Jacques, uh, Verlander and uh, Framber Valdez, uh, to injury. 
leaving Zach Grinke, uh, Lance McCullers Jr., and as well Oda Rizzi being there as the main three starters. Um, you could say Jose Urquidy. He had a pretty good showing last uh, postseason. You know, I still think there's a lot to like about the Astros, um, whether or not they lost Springer. You know, they still have a really core lineup, and they kind of showed it last postseason that they're not terrible you know there's everything that happened prior to that um in scandals right. and stuff like that but they're still a good team you know right. like how much is a how much do we think like a year removed from all of the trash from all of the scandal is gonna help them like they're like i, I think they're still gonna be maligned by other teams across the mlb but like i think do you, do we think do you think their locker room is going to that locker room atmosphere is going to be improved at all a year removed from this cuz i imagine there's a ton of te- there was a ton of tension last year I'm sure of that yeah. a lot of pressure and a lot of just like I'm sure last season they went into it wanting to show everybody that they're still good without any they, other they never needed the trash cans right <laughs> right and you know bringing in new people um to that culture is always a way to kind of jump start a different you know, attitude in the clubhouse. Right. And I'm sure mentally and emotionally it took a toll on them what they were receiving on social media and just all the different aspects that came into that. Uh, I mean, you look at a guy like Jose Altuve who had a terrible 2020 mm. season. Yeah. And, you know, if he can bounce back and become a, you know, a better version of what he was, right. then I, he could be a really impactful player for that lineup. I don't know if he'll be better than I don't know if he'll ever be better than um well, World yes. Series run than the runs the Astros had to the World Series, but I don't know. I, I feel like with the Astros this season, it feels like there's too many variable var- variables to predict because on the su- on the surface on paper they have a pretty stacked lineup. They've got a great uh, pitching staff when healthy, but at the same time we don't know who's coming back to the Astros a hundred percent. And for some of these players, we don't even know what a hundred percent looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I get that fully, but I just, I don't think personally I can look down at them and I think I have them at the top of the division for my, my predictions. There's definitely a case to be made that they, they're going to make the playoffs at least as a wild card. Because I mean, with as many names as they have, as uh, successful as they've been, it feels wrong to count them out. Like you can never really count them out. But at the same time, I think a team that has as much set to be potentially volatile as the Astros, like I feel like it's hard for me to like set to make a statement that they're going to make the playoffs. Right, and I think we got to move to the Angels and how they're looking. Uh, kind of, I think for both of us, a middle of the divisional the team. Mediocre. I mean, we can kind of see them also going on runs. I mean, what if Shohei Otani is that pitcher and hitter that they expect him to be? You know, and getting Jose Quintana and Alex Cobb doesn't really do too much. Like they needed to address the pitching. Yeah, that was the main concern. Their pitching was uh like an open wound, and they and they put a band aid on it. Really, like it's right. not. They didn't. Re- they saw what was wrong and didn't really do that much to address. They got a couple it. of bullpen players that are right. really pretty good arms in the likes of Rasel uh, Iglesias and Alex Claudio, but like. Beyond that, they missed out on a lot of big names. Yeah, Trevor Bauer, most notably. But. Right, and and I don't I don't know whether or not that pitching is going to back up that 
offense. And, I mean, they have a great offense. They have a generational I mean, talent. Trout, Rendon, Otani. Like, the, the names go on with the Angels, but I, I think you're right. I don't think their arms are going to back them up enough to right. put, put them to any meanif- meaningful success. And as you mentioned earlier, they did lose Andrelton Simmons, but they did sign Jose Iglesias, who batted yeah. like three seventy last yeah. season. They, they replaced so. him somewhat, but it's not at that point. It feels like a lateral move because they again didn't address what they needed to at least with anything substantive. Yeah, and you know they still have prospects coming up the pipeline, and they have a player like Joe Adele who had who is supposed to be great, and wonder if he's gonna show up and and Brandon Marsh as well. But they don't have. I don't think they have pitching prospects. Anything like that. Nothing notable that I can think of. Right. As as for like the Astros, they do have a couple guys coming up the pipeline. And I know Forrest Whitley, I'm pretty sure, did get mm. injured recently. But yeah. uh, he's going to be great. And talking about like prospects and all that, um, I actually don't have the Seattle Mariners last in the division. Uh, mm. As maybe others would probably think so because of just historically how right. bad they've been. I don't but have I actually, last either. I, I have them last. in the fourth in that division. Mm. I have the Mariners fourth end. And they're a team that has a plethora yeah. of talent coming through the system. Right. They have a really, really strong farm system. I mean, they've got reigning rookie of the year, Kyle Lewis. Like, it's not like... I know I've made the Mariners a punching bag before, but it's not like they have nothing, right? They have good prospects. They have good young talent. It's not like they're totally hopeless, but at the same time, they just don't have enough to be at all good right and and they did <laughs> they did sign uh james paxton back from the yankees and they did get ken giles as well as we mentioned in our off-season analysis video but i think it's not their time yet and i think they yeah. do have a lot of upside in the right. future it's it's baby steps this year for the mariners like, as for the yeah. rangers who i have at the bottom of the division uh, I think that they are going to be absolutely trash for the next <laughs> couple few yeah. years. They're, um, they're not going to be They're good. just starting a rebuilding process. Yeah. In fact, I think they should trade well, Joey Gallo. they should have started a while ago. They should, they should trade Joey Gallo and, and yeah. just kind of go all in on it. Yeah. Just blow it up. Just send in the tanks. Just get everything ready. Trade Joey Gallo. Just... As long as they're going to be in the pit of this division, I think they should embrace it. <laughs> yeah. That is one way to put it. <laughs> And just to cap it all off, I have the Astros winning the division, the Athletics coming second, the Angels in third place, the Mariners in fourth, and Rangers on the bottom. Right. I to recap to recap my points, I had the Athletics winning the division, Astros in second, Angels in third, Mariners in fourth, and the Rangers in fifth. But moving on to the AL Central, I think that that the Central and the West have uh, a few noticeable similarities, mainly that uh, a large portion, that a sizable portion of the di- of the division isn't very good, and that <laughs> um, that the division winner, I think, in that division, you can leave up to a coin flip between its top two teams. In this case, the White Sox and the Twins. For me, I have in that proverbial coin flip, I have the White Sox winning the division right. with the Twins coming in second, but the Twins make the playoffs as a wild card. And meanwhile, the Indians are in third, the Royals in fourth, Tigers in fifth. I don't think either of those three teams will be that good this year. I, I personally, I, I, I pretty much agree with every single pick right there. <laughs> uh, I think that the White Sox are going to be coming out on top. And I think we do got to talk about that White Sox lineup and that young team that they have. Yeah. You know, I mean, Luis Robert and, and right. Johan Moncada, what can they be? Because I think Moncada especially has kind of been a little bit of a letdown. 
for a lot of White Sox fans, right. uh, not growing up into the player that they expected. And they just have a lot of young stars that are kind of developing right now in the likes of Eloy Jimenez as well. Right. And they got a lot going for them. I think it comes down once again to that pitching. What besides Lucas Giolito is there? <laughs> the White Sox did address their rotation in a pretty significant way. They uh, added Liam Hendricks and Lance Lynn. Those are two uh, great pitchers that'll shore up the rotation. The bullpen a decent bit. They did get their Liam Hendricks is their closer. That's a great get. I, I think the only thing though keeping it honestly, I think the only thing keeping it a coin flip between the White Sox and Twins for me is to, is Tony Larusa. Because it's it's just such a questionable hire to me at this point. Like, it's what has it been like a decade since he last managed? Yeah, like, it's a around bigger, there. Like, and he's not only that he's managing a super young team, so it's really interesting to me. I, I feel like the White Sox in that regard, I, I think they'll be good. They're definitely a playoff team at least. But I feel like w- their potential, like if they can make it to the ALCS of the World Series, is dependent on how Tony Larusa pans out. And I do think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that and what develops with that, but it's too early to make any real judgment calls on mm, that decision for right. me. And I got to judge it off of what the players can do versus what Tony Larusa can do in his position. Mm. Uh, and another young, notable player for the pitching rotation that's coming up is Michael Kopech, who obviously lost some some of his time due to Tommy John surgery, coming back right. after injury uh, after being such a mm. after being such a notable prospect. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. But if we're going to talk about pitching, I think we got to transition right into those twins with Kenta Maeda and Jose Barrios to be those two guys to kind of help them get to the postseason. Yeah, Maeda, Barrios, and J.A. Happ is a really solid is a really solid three starters in the rotation. They've still got the Bomba squad. They've still got most of their guys. They added Andrelton Simmons. Like they're going to be good. There's no reason they won't make the playoffs. At least I think. The only thing is, like, I do not think they will do anything. They have given me no reason to believe they will do anything. And every year, it's the same story. That everything just falls silent in the playoffs. That this is this is their last chance with my faith. Like, yes. Beyond that, if they if they lose it, do it, if they fail again this year, I'm just gonna stay off any takes with the twins Andrews and simmons is gonna be a great acquisition for them and as you did mention they do still have that bomba squad they hit home runs at an unreal rate but it is worth noting that they're deadening the balls this season Mm. so we have to base it off the numbers and all that but i could imagine that that might hurt their statistics a lot i mean maybe i i I think it'll hurt their statistics i think at least somewhat I think overall it won't dampen them too much because this isn't ju- this is this isn't Twins exclusive. Like they they do hit a lot of home runs, but the like, league hits yeah, a lot. The of league, home yeah, runs. the league hits a lot of home runs. This is a league wide change. I, I don't think it's going to dampen. I think it'll dampen everyone's stats a little bit. I think the Twins might see a bit more of a drop off, but I don't think it'll affect their standings too much. They did lose a big hitter in the in the likes of Eddie Rosario, who has been pretty good for for that team. Uh, consistent year in and year out, uh, getting good batting average while also hitting home runs. And the team that they did lose him to is the Cleveland baseball team. The Cleveland baseball team. Indians um, are looking looking like, for both of us, going to be Mm. that middle-of-the-pack team um, in this division after losing Lindor and Carrasco. 
how 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 does that team bounce back? You know, uh, I just don't know. They're I don't really think they will. I I don't think they're they're definitely not a playoff team. They're definitely not. I I don't even think they'll be a winning a team with a winning record. I I think that the only reason they aren't going to be worse is because I mean the Royals and Tigers are just that much worse. Like the Indians just keep the Indians are selling now. I mean, when does it end? Like it, it just feels like where they're entering a rebuild they aren't quite there yet but they're about to head in they're about right. to jump into the tank like I, I don't really see much bright for cleveland right now well there is a lot of good things that they got i mean they still got jose ramirez who is an yeah. mvp candidate that's true most seasons uh Eddie they did rosario. Get andres jimenez from the mets and he will definitely be good and as well got yeah. ahmed rosario to kind of re- yeah. try to replace whatever francisco lindor was for ahmed them. rosario is good i i can say that i can speak to that but he is no lindor not close but then again who is I think it does come down to behind Shane Bieber, what else can the Indians produce on the pitching side of things? They do have Tristan McKenzie coming up from the minor leagues. They have Zach Plezak, who has shown that he's kind of good. You know, he's good in some situations. Mm. Um, and it does, they do, somehow always the Indians have really good pitching prospects. Yeah. Always have really good pitchers. They always have something. Something like they have Trevor Bauer that one year, they have Mike Clevenger come out of nowhere. You know, they always have somebody that's rising. Uh, they always have somebody that's up and coming for that pitching right. rotation. So I'm not going to say that there there's nothing behind Shane Bieber, but right. I do believe that that's what's going to be the deal breaker for me. Mm. Uh, picking up Cesar Hernandez is going to be good for them, though, uh, for depth. And the Cleveland Indians are, are a decent team. Yeah. Regardless of the major trade that happened this offseason. Yeah, I, I think they're mostly sandwiched in the middle here because the two teams above them, at least at this point, are that much better than them. And the two teams below them, at least in my predictions, are just that much worse. And those Royals and those Tigers, there's a good amount to say about both those rebuilding teams. Uh, the Detroit Tigers get picking up A.J. Hinch as their manager uh that's going to be controversial and going to be interesting to see as well how that develops they do have prospects coming up you know and they've had first picks you know guys on the way there it's not totally hopeless in detroit anymore i think that maybe not this year but next year i think we will finally start seeing results from this ongoing rebuild in detroit with the royals i don't even know what to expect like it's it just feels like there are a few different visions over there and i i don't really i I feel like they they could go any number of directions but neither of those directions go that far like they'll maybe be a little better or a little worse but it just feels like they're kind of treading water right now and i do also believe that they're kind of starting it's it's a weird rebuild for them, right? Because I don't see too many of their prospects like are really notable in a way. Hmm. But it's not like they don't have anything. They still have guys. I mean, trading for Benintendi at least. I mean, they did give up Khalil Lee for him, which it, Khalil that Lee was a mess. questionable that was, situation. That was questionable. To be honest. That was yeah. Like they did give up Khalil Lee for him, which yeah, again questionable, but. Like, Benintendi's still a good get if he can return to form, and I don't really see a reason why he shouldn't. I feel like uh, the bottom of the AL Central depends on a few factors, like the success of A.J. Hinch or Benintendi with the Royals. It's 
I feel like if one, like, I feel like both of those teams could inch past each other. Like, there's a reason, there's a case to be made that one could be better than the other, but it doesn't really matter that much because they're both not going to be that good. And as we discuss at the bottom of this division, you know, the Tigers could be at the bottom of the entire yeah. league. There, there's, a, there's definitely a chance. And they are competing with the Baltimore Orioles. And how about talking about that American League East? <laughs> I think that... This division right here, there's a lot of question marks going on. Uh, there's a lot of passion for me in it, you know, and it hurts to say. I just hate the Yankees. That's that's my passion there. I as well dislike the Yankees. <laughs> but I think it's impossible to go without saying that they're most likely, and I say it every year, every season I say it, that they're going to win the division. I mean, is I, there's not a team in the division better than them. At they least on paper. Ha- they have the players. They have a very... The the only questionable spot for them is that pitching staff. Uh, com- players coming off of injury. Players that they're signed coming off of injury, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Yeah. We haven't seen a few of them perform uh, in a regular season for a couple seasons in some cases. Uh, how does Luis Severino come back? How does James Tallian come back? You know, How does Corey Kluber get himself into this rotation. Domingo, her man, how does he come off of his suspension? Just a lot of questions about what is going to happen with that pitching rotation. Right. There are a lot of variables for the Yankees in their in that pitching rotation, but at the same time they still have I mean, it's always normal they still have Garrett Cole. It's not like it's gonna be a complete mess. Oh absolutely even not. if even if everything goes wrong there. It's not like it's gonna be a total mess. And at the same time, when healthy, it's hard to argue that there's a better team in the AL than the Yankees, at least on paper. And the injury bug is what gets them every yeah, single it's season. every single time. Every single year, we all think, okay, this is the year the Yankees finally make it to the World Series. Because, I mean, just... And, I mean, murder. look at that offense, you it's know? murderer's row. Absolutely. I mean, every single season, you look at their numbers, and they play in a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. Uh, short porch in left field helps yep. out a lot of them. I mean, I, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, but I mean, I mean, they just have a great team, and I don't. And I think it's undisputed that they're going to be they're going to be on the top of the division. Yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty clear that they're going to win the division with the with the key players the Rays lost. And while the Jays are definitely on the come up, they are not close to the Yankees yet. No, <laughs> and I think. That is going to be the in- most interesting thing from this division. Who comes second place? And I know we both have different different opinions on this, but personally, I believe that the Toronto Blue Jays will be the second place team in this division. I really want to say that they will. I really <clears throat> want that I really want them to make the playoffs, but I just don't see it. I think that Tampa is still better. I think that whatever they're doing is going to work out for them because they've had questionable moves every offseason, but somehow it just keeps working. Like I think the Rays will I think the Rays uh are going to make the playoffs in their place. I think they'll be the second wild card in the AL. I that's the thing. I I don't even like saying they won't be better than the Twins, but like I can't well I can't ignore the missing presence of a Blake Snell. I also can't dismiss them whole hog because they did just make the world series and it feels really weird to just dismiss them completely and i mean they're super young just like the blue jays are super young but the question is is how many of those young guys are going to get the opportunity and how well are they going to perform because behind uh behind tyre glass now 
you're going to have Chris Archer and Michael Walker to be that other two starters, which is right. pretty good. Michael Walker having a terrible 2020 uh, with the Mets. So right. it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him and if right. he can bounce back. And so far in spring training, he's looked like he has right. kind of bounced back. It's not. I don't think the Rays are going to like. That's the thing. I, that's why I think people over exaggerate with the Rays and how much they did lose because it's not like they didn't attempt to shore it up. Even if it's no Blake Snell, it's not like the Rays are up a creek. Like I, they're still in fine position to contend. They still they still have a really good shot at the playoffs. I think they will make the playoffs. They've still got most of their batters. Even if you don't really have a true star in that lineup, you've got Wander Samuel Franco, the best prospect in, prospect in baseball, on the way. I think the Rays will be just fine. And they do have also, you know, Luis Patino getting that from the San Diego Padres and Brandon McKay for pitching prospects that are coming through the system. And, I mean, they just have so many prospects that are going to be there. But I, I don't think that they've had the experience in the MLB so that I can certainly say that they can perform there. And... For the Blue Jays, they're also extremely young, uh, but they have experience now. They've had a couple seasons for them to grow as players, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to be a big part yeah. in that conversation. Uh, massive He's one weight of my loss. Players. Massive weight loss, and he could be even an MVP candidate Dark going into this season. Yeah, I think there's definitely there's definitely a chance. I feel like I feel like a lot could go right for the Blue Jays, and it doesn't take. I feel like. With what they have, it won't take much to break right for them, for them to make the playoffs and for them to break through. But at the same time, it's even with that, I, if I don't, I don't think there's a situation in which the Rays don't make the playoffs. I feel like if the if the Blue Jays beat anyone out for that play that last wild card spot, it's going to be the Twins. When I look at the Blue Jays, my main question is the pitching for them. But when I look at the Tampa Bay Rays, my question is how is that offense going to last over the course of the season and whether or not they're actually going to be able to perform? Because I feel like it's very lackluster there in Tampa for that offense. While as the pitching in Toronto is, it's like, who do you have after Ryu? And now they lost Nate Pearson for the beginning of the season. And the other arms that they picked up, uh, such as Chatwood and Yates, are probably not going to cut it as much. And other players such as Robbie Ray and Steven Matz coming into this uh, rotation is going to play a major role Mm. in kind of rounding out that squad. And for me, that's why they're going to go over the Tampa Bay Rays because I just didn't see enough uh, improvements to that offense. I saw them refill positions on the rotation in getting Chris Archer and getting Michael Walker, but I did not see them do enough to help that offense out and i agree with you in some respects i don't th- again i don't really think there's too much to be scared of on that uh, in the rays lineup but at the same time they're like i don't think consistency will be an issue for the rays i i, I think they proved that last season like just because they don't have the the that power in the lineup that other uh more robust teams do that doesn't mean they can't hit. That doesn't mean they aren't going to be able to hit consistently. Like I, I think that I think they'll be fine. I don't think they're going to be as eye catching as the Rays or Yankees might, or as the Jays or Yankees might be. But I definitely think they're still a playoff team. 
But uh, how about your Red Sox? I think they're going to be definitely a much more representable team this season than the 2020 season. Uh, I do have them over the Orioles this year. Right. Uh, I think they made a lot of improvements, and staying under luxury tax was a very big, important thing for them. Right. They got a few bats coming through the system, as well as a lot of good trades by Heinblum to kind of put them in position to get pitching prospects as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that while I don't have them in third place this year, uh, I could see them if the players do work out, uh, we could also be there uh, in the next right. few years. Right. I think the Red Sox made, I, I think I've made this point before, that they made a bunch of solid depth signings, some solid low-key signings that aren't really going to, or free agency signings that aren't really going to put them anywhere significant this season. But it'll, I mean, they'll definitely be better than the Orioles, first of all. And second of all, they second of all they've they've looked awesome or at least the prospects have looked awesome so far this spring training bobby dalbeck looks legit he's uh he's been homering all po- he's been homering all preseason uh the starting uh, as a person who's been watching and fo- well following most of the games i can tell you that there is a good amount of pitchers that have showed a lot of upside uh, that might not have shown it last season, or we didn't see them because they were traded to us, such as Pavetta, um, and also the some of the new guys that we've gotten from trades. And I, it's been interesting and, and really nice to see them. But of, of course, my main thing is that we're not going to start the season with a healthy Chris Sale. Right. You know, and he hasn't been healthy for a while now, and it's gonna. He was a real big part of that rotation. And I don't know whether or not Martin Perez and Eduardo Rodriguez can really fill in the holes that he was uh, when he was an ace. Yeah, I think the Red Sox rotation will definitely see some improvement from the uh, tragedy it was last uh, last season. But it's also not hard to be better than the the, uh, Orioles. Right, it's not (laughs) hard. But they also addressed the bullpen getting... signings from overseas like Saramura and they you know they got Garrett Richards to help the rotation mm. uh, as well as the Ottavino trade that came in uh, to really help that help everything go in that pitching staff but I just don't think and maybe it's just me hammering down on my own team but I just don't <laughs> see them being better than the Rays Blue Jays or the Yankees oh I'm I'm that way with mine I'm that way with the Mets but uh, yeah, they're definitely not going to be better than any of either of those three teams. I mean, it's the, the Blue Jays, Rays, and Yankees at this point in time are just set up so much better with younger talent that's ready to go and uh, big acquisitions this offseason that are going to put them back over the top. And to recap, our entire uh, regular season standings, I have in the West division, I have the... Astros winning the division, the Athletics coming second, followed by the Angels, and rounding out the bottom, Mariners and Rangers. And for me, I have the Athletics winning the division with the Astros coming in second, the Angels in third, the Mariners in fourth, and the Rangers in fifth. As for the Central, I have the White Sox taking that top spot, followed by the Twins in second place, Indians in third, the Royals in fourth, and the Tigers at the bottom. I have the exact same lineup. White Sox in first, Twins in second, Indians in third, Royals in fourth, Tigers in fifth, with the Twins as one of the two wildcard teams. And in the East, I have the Yankees at the top with Blue Jays in second place, followed by the Rays, Red Sox, and Orioles. And I've got the Yankees in first, the Rays as the second wildcard team, the Blue Jays in third, 
the Red Sox in fourth, and the Orioles in fifth. And as for my wild card teams, I did not list them before. I have the Athletics and the Twins to be in the wild card, just because although I believe that the Blue Jays and the Rays are very good two teams that could be interchangeable really for that second place spot i do believe that due to the amount of competition in the east and competing against each other they might not have that win-loss record to get into that uh wild card position just because they don't have those easy wins because they have to face each other so much it's not it's definitely uh yeah it's definitely a possibility and now moving on to round out the end of this episode we are making our playoff takes right now for the wild card game if it came down to the Athletics and the Twins, it's hard not to say that the Athletics will beat those teams out just because the Twins have got no reason. There's no reason to believe <laughs> that they will win a playoff series. There's no reason to believe in the Twins. I have the Rays over the Twins in the wild card round. I, I have no... I, to reiterate, I have very little, Ooh. if any, faith left in the Twins. And against a team... Against a machine like the Rays, I don't think it matters. I think the Twins will fall silent again, and the Mm -hmm. Rays will move on. After the wild card games, I believe that the White Sox will have the best record in the American League, which means they would face the the Athletics after that, Mm -hmm. uh, which also sets up the other side of the bracket, which which is the Yankees and the Astros, which is going to be a very interesting division series personally. For me, I have in the ALDS, I have the Yankees uh, over the Rays and the White Sox over the the Athletics with the with the Yankees having the best record in the AL and in the AL in the ALCS, I have the Yankees overtaking the White Sox. I think it could be a close series. I think that the White Sox could definitely keep up, but at the same, t- but I think it's just hard to pick against the Yankees. For the division series, I do believe that the Yankees will overtake the Astros, get, putting themselves in the American League Championship Series, followed by the White Sox over the Athletics, because the Athletics have given me no reason to, you know, believe that they can make it any further than the Wild Card, and the only reason I really have them making it through the Wild Card is because they're facing the Twins. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to believe in the athletics. I really want to. It's not like I have a disdain for them. At the, it's not like I have a disdain for them. It's just like I think they'll just be overmatched against the White Sox. Like I think the White Sox are just at this point clearly the better team. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I think that they there's a lot to like about the White Sox. Obviously, me putting them at the very top of the American League. Now, hear me out. Yankees versus White Sox in a seven-game series. It's hard not to pick that Yankees lineup, but year in, year in, we've seen them not make it to the World Series over and over again. It's always something else. And whether it's Aroldis Chapman giving up home runs in dire situations, I have the White Sox in the World Series for this 2021, winning the seven-game series. If they win that series, it'll be in seven. Because I, I, I genuinely think, at least on paper, that the Yankees just overmatch every other team in the AL. Like, there's... Like, I want... I want to, it's There's so many teams in the AL I want to believe in, but I just can't. E- even though every year with the Yankees, we all... Th- everyone predicts the Yankees to go to the World Series at the start of the season. Everyone does it because it's always, okay, but who's better than them on paper? Like, on paper, who's better than them? Like, what's... Like, barring injuries, which for some reason always happens, no one's better. 
So it's it's hard to pick. It's so hard to pick against the Yankees, even though I want to. But I just can't. Like I, I think that the Yankees are just built for the postseason better than the White Sox are. The Yankees have an outstanding bullpen. They're they have again a murderer's row of batters. I simply just think they outlast the White Sox. I think that series will go to seven games, though. I think, but I just think the Yankees outlast them. There you have it, folks. Our regular season and postseason predictions for the American League. Nate having the Yankees in the World Series and I having the White Sox. I think it's crazy how we came down to the same two teams in the championship series. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I feel like I don't. I don't really feel like the AL is super top heavy. I feel like I feel like at least with the rate. I, I feel like honestly that the Rays could make it back to the World Series if enough breaks right. But I, I don't think enough will. Like especially because they don't have the firepower they did last off, last year. But I, I think there's a case. I think you could make a case for any team that I've had in the playoffs to make the World Series. But I just think matching any of them up against the Yankees is too tall an order for them. On that note, we thank you for listening to the Two Scene Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the status of the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Two Scene Pod, and also follow the podcast on Spotify. The next episode will be our National League takes, so make sure you stay tuned for that, so you can get the whole picture of what our MLB predictions is looking like for the 2021 season. If you enjoyed our personal takes, follow us on our respective Twitter accounts at Tyler underscore underscore Foy and Landon underscore Nate. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Two Scene Podcast. Yeah.